K-D-E-E-L-P. Sacramento selling sack, selling, selling sack, selling sack, selling, selling sack, selling sack, selling, selling sack, selling sack, selling the block back. Selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, Hey, Sacramento, welcome to the first broadcast of Selling Sacramento. I am Agent Key, and I am excited to be here this afternoon with you all. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. I'm also on Facebook Live right now. If you'd like to ask any questions, I'm taking questions online live on the Facebook page, Selling Sacramento uh, on the radio. So go to Selling Sacramento on the radio, and you'll see me there. Hey, y'all, I see you online. So again, I am Agent Key, and I am the broker owner of Matthews & Company Realty Group. And I want to start uh, this episode today by talking a little bit about who I am, how all this came to be. And then we want to talk about uh, the African-American African community here in Sacramento, how we came to be in the position that we're in as it pertains to real estate. I want to give you some tips and tools on how to get out of the situation if you're looking to buy a home. Um, we want to equip you on this show. We are motivating you. We want to celebrate you. We want to educate you. We want to inspire you. And we ultimately want to help you move into home ownership, level up, get your net worth up. And that's what, what this show is all about. So there are other shows on 97.5 FM KDEE that we, I love the fact that we all tie together, you know, with Baxter Arterberry's show about money and finances and, and growing your, your wealth, your income, with Miss um, Wanda's show about just getting yourself together mentally and the positive people that she has on her shows. All of these shows just flow together and they help equip you to become a better person. So I love being a part of the KDEE family. I am excited about this show and I'm ready to uh, help equip you and help you level up as it pertains to real estate. So a little about myself. I just, I, I don't want to go too deep, but I just want to give you a little bit of a testimony that will give you some background as to how this got started. I initially was a an owner of a marketing and advertising agency and during the 9-11 fallout when i say marketing and advertising agency it was a really small one i had um, some small vendors and i had very large vendor the state of california so that's important to know because i learned a really quick business lesson uh through having a vendor uh, yeah through having a vendor like that that i was relying on it was more than 90% of my income. And if you're a business owner right now, and um, especially a small vendor, if more than 90%, I would say even if more than 70% of your income was dependent on one income source, you want some more baskets of income sources. Whether you're a business owner or not, you still want different levels, different streams of income. Um, you should make that a goal. But back to my story. So when 9-11 occurred, 
the state of California decided that they were going to drop their small vendor so that they could have money to send back to the East Coast. When they did that, immediately overnight, I was looking for a job. A good friend of mine directed me to another friend who had a contracting business. I became his assistant. He was a general contractor. I did everything for him from um, you know the books to meeting with vendors, going on job sites. I actually felt like I was a fish that had found water. It was very exciting. It was something that I just took to immediately and just blossomed. Didn't know anything about it prior to that. I was downtown talking to the, the um, people, the officials down there, getting plans and permits and on job sites with my work boots and my hard hat. Uh, I loved it. So I actually set out to start getting my, working on my general contractor's license because I was going to be the first female black contractor in Sacramento. But something happened that changed all that just overnight, a Century 21 office. I walked in, this was around 2003, and asked the broker, what do I need to do to become licensed? You know, any question that any of us would ask if you're thinking about real estate. During that time, everyone had a real estate license. There was a running joke that when you got pulled over by the cops, they don't ask for your driver's license, they ask for your real estate license. Everybody had one. But that's when the market was booming, houses were selling themselves, and I wanted to know what it took to become an agent. So I ended up, I should tell you this before I say this, when I lost my, my business in advertising and graphic design, before I lost it, that was all that I wanted to do. My heart was set on having this huge advertising agency competing with the likes of Runyon, Saltzman, and Einhorn, and Hill and Knowlton, you know. That was what I wanted to do. I went to school for that. I've always been a creative, and my heart was there. When I lost my business and I had to sell everything, I was very angry. I was very angry with God. I was depressed. It was a very low time in my life. Um, I had two children I was taking care of at that time, and I didn't know any other way to go. I didn't know what else to do because that was the plan, and that was the only plan. So with that, walking into this meeting and talking to this broker about what does it take to become a real in turn asked me what my assets were what skills did I have and I told him and he said well if you create material flyers and posters postcards um, mailers business cards for our agents I will help you get through um, real estate school we will pay for you to go to real estate school once you become licensed and become an agent here will continue to help you until you get on your feet. So that to me, there was no way that I could turn that down. That was just, that was God, nothing but God. That was a nothing but God moment, you all. When you have moments like that, recognize and understand that that's nobody but God when things just line up just like that. So I took advantage of his, his offer and things just took off from there. Sometimes um, when you have to really be prepared for opportunity. And what I mean by that 
is just do all you can. Do all you can. Stop looking to the left and the right of you to see who's doing what. Stop trying to keep up with the person in front of you. Set your own course. Set your own goals. In the interim, as I'm working here, they're giving me opportunity after opportunity. I'm training. I'm coaching. I'm creating. I'm managing 12,000 square feet off of at the corner of Folsom Boulevard and Watt. If any of you are familiar with that area, you may remember the building. The market started slowing down. The brokers merged with another Century 21 office. Their culture and philosophy was a little different than what I was accustomed to. And so at the same time, that was kind of a nudge saying, it's time to go. It's time. Not only is it time to go, but it's time. And I knew what that meant because there was something, something that had been bubbling inside of me that was saying, you are going to one day, you're, you're being given all of this responsibility because you're going to be used one day. It's going to be used to benefit the whole. And so it was time. It was time for me to take my broker's license, which I did. It, I got to tell you, it took me, I passed on the seventh time. I, I've never been good at taking tests, but I was resolute that I would pass. I know some people that pass the first time. So if you're out there and you're taking your real estate exam and, and whether you're trying to get your broker's license or your salesperson's license, um, doesn't matter. Keep trying. If you don't make it the first time, keep trying.